0: Hi, good morning. This is Tai Hui, the Chief Market Strategist for Asia Pacific at J.P. Morgan Asset Management, and welcome to this special episode of On Investors' Minds. This was recorded at 6.30 a.m. Shanghai time. I do want to share with you my immediate thoughts from the June 2023 FOMC meeting overnight. Now, my analogy to describe last night's Fed meeting is like reversing a car into a parking space. As you get closer to the wall, you want to slow down, and be more careful not to hit the wall or the guardrail, something that I did in the recent past. The Fed's pause last night may not be the end of the cycle, but we are getting close. So let's start with the Fed. No change in terms of policy rates as largely expected, with policy rates kept at 5 to 5.25%. But the statement in the press conference was pretty much hawkish. Fed Chair Powell did mention that they are using this meeting to assess the impact of the cumulative rate hikes since last year and the current trends in inflation and the job markets are still strong and supportive of more hikes to come. Perhaps more importantly, the latest summary of economic projections, most of the changes in the forecast relative to March were for the fourth quarter 2023 numbers. GDP was revised higher to 1%, and the employment rate was revised lower by 04 of a percentage points to 4.1%, reflecting the current strong momentum in the job market. Core inflation forecast for the fourth quarter of this year was revised higher to 3.9% from 3.6%. The most important changes really took place in the policy rate forecast. Out of the 18 FOMC members, exactly half of them sees rates ending this year at 55 to 5.75%, and three members sees rates above uh, 5.75. If this were to be true, we have at least two more 25 basis point hikes to come in the coming meetings. We think this is probably too much since inflation is coming down and high interest rates are already putting pressure on the economy. If comedy is tragedy plus time, economic recession is high interest rates plus time high rates needs time to work through the economy and raising rates more could risk a more severe downturn later this year or early next year. Again, back to my car reversing analogy, just because we've not yet hit the wall does not mean we need to keep reversing. It seems the market agree with our assessment. As of this morning, third futures market is only pricing in one more hike in the coming meetings, but the first cut is being pushed back well into the first quarter of next year. US equities reacted okay, the S&P 500 closed largely flat on the day, uh, and more rate-sensitive NASDAQ is up 0.4%. Despite the hawkish statement and forecasts, a two-year Treasury yields spiked by about 10 basis points after the comments, but drifted back towards 4.75 as we close the day in the US. The reaction for the 10-year yields was even more subdued. The US dollar index also jumped initially. Even if the Fed is tightening or indicating more hikes to come, the market is still focusing more on the end of the cycle instead of the prospects of a more hawkish risk by the Fed officials. Now, later today, we will get decisions from the European Central Bank and the Bank of England, both of which are expected to raise rates by 25 basis points. We also have the Bank of Japan meeting on Friday, tomorrow. While inflation has picked up and there's strong growth momentum, it seems that it is content with current policy stance and not rushing into adjusting its yield curve control just yet. And there's also news from Bloomberg that the Chinese government has met with businesses and business leaders in recent weeks to discuss what can be done to improve economic momentum. So for asset allocation, we've not made material changes to our view, as highlighted by our mid-year outlook that was released earlier this week. We still see economic slowdown in the US and hence prefer high quality fixed income to lock in current rates and potentially enjoy some price appreciation as rates fall. For equities, we suggest a greater international diversification in developed markets, given the varying phases of, of economic growth and policy rate cycle. Markets like Japan is enjoying some structural tailwinds. Investors should focus more on quality companies in the U.S. who would be more resilient in a weak growth environment. Long-duration growth stocks could also benefit from lower yields in coming months. In Asia, domestic demand continues to recover while exports struggle. China is still the key, despite weak investors' confidence. Expectations are building that additional stimulus will come from Beijing, and this could be the much-needed catalyst for the Chinese market to overcome a disappointing first half. So a quick summary, three key things. One, the Fed is suggesting at least one more hike starting in July, but we disagree that policy rates need to be much higher to cool inflation from where we are now. A policy error could risk a more severe downturn. Hence we still see the benefits of locking in high yields in government bonds and high quality corporate debt. For equities, we suggest international diversification in developed markets to take advantage of the varying phases of growth and policy cycle. In Asia, we still focus on domestic demand since the export outlook continues to be challenging. Investors are expecting to see more stimulus from China. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please contact your JP Morgan Asset Management representative. Uh, Please share this with your friends and colleagues if you find it useful, and don't forget to subscribe.
1: This content is intended for information only, based on assumptions in current market conditions, and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. JP Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of JPMorgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.